0: Sitting down by the creek, lines in the water, watching those bobbers, seeing that red sun sink. Mama's on the porch yelling, "Supper's hot, y'all come and get in We yell five more minutes. At sixteen, it was twelve on three, standing at her front door. And Katie's. Dad- at midnight but we need it just a little more yeah
1: The Direct King's Court starts now.
0: says i'm still driving i ain't slowing down there's rules i love to break and bend mistakes i've made again again but i tell you this my friends i'm still around i hit it hard man
1: Good Friday morning. St. Louis at all points, north, east, south, and west. Kevin Slayton with you. We welcome you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, window world, stl-cars.com, King's Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. Now, you can hear the live version here, of course, every single morning, Monday through Friday. And then the podcast here, and the podcast also on Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and any any place that you listen to your podcast, you'll find us. So that's a good thing. And we're here giving you the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. Now, you don't get that anywhere else, but you will get it here every day. You'll also hear, get here every day an opportunity to weigh in on the day's topics. You won't find that elsewhere either because amazingly enough, so many talk show hosts around the country these days are afraid of the audience. They're afraid to take any calls. They're afraid to get your opinion. They're afraid to have you debate them. They're afraid they're wrong. And they're afraid they haven't done homework and they're afraid they don't know the answers and you might know them. We welcome you knowing them. We would hope that you do. We would hope that you could enlighten us. It's an amazing phenomenon in this country how many cowards are behind a microphone. I mean, literally, it's everywhere. And it's predominantly on talk shows that revolve around current events and sports, the two shows that we do. We have one at noon today, a sports show right here, and our show in the mornings that we do every day as well. So we're here to bring you all the good stuff. That's right, all the good stuff. And amazingly enough, if you can believe this, The Secret Service, the FBI, the Department of Justice, the CIA, the LGBTQ, all investigating the cocaine problem here, and no one can find out anything. That's your answer. That's the end of the investigation. No one can find out anything. Not a single suspect. How many times do you see a crime committed, and that's a felony, by the way, the amount of cocaine that was found, How many times do you see a felony crime committed and there's no suspect? Not only could they not solve the case, there's not even a suspect. Someone walks into the most secure building in the world, the most surveilled building in the world, and they can't even find a suspect after that someone dropped cocaine there in a bag in a place where everybody that's cleared to come, Walks through. This, by the way, is the West Wing. It's not the East Wing of the White House. The East Wing is where visitors go. So the early nonsense that they told, the early lies, as they scrambled to figure out where can we say this was, these idiots don't even know what part of the White House deals with visitors. So then they had to switch it over to the West Wing. And once they did that, the visitors were eliminated. And then they said, whoa, gosh, why did we do that? That eliminates thousands of people that we can claim Drop the cocaine here. Now it's down to people just with clearance to come in here. That'll be easy to solve. What do we do? All right, Secret Service, come on in here. The gal who runs the Secret Service was part of Joe Biden's vice presidential detail when he was vice president. Somehow he appointed her to head the Secret Service. Come on in here, sweetheart. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to find nobody. We're not going to try to have a scapegoat for Hunter's drug habits. We're not going to find someone obscure that we could blame it on and then later on maybe pardon him. We're just going to say we can't find anybody. And that's what they actually did. Now, either the American public is monumentally naive and stupid, or this is the final nail in the coffin for Biden. And the Democrats, for that matter. Because they all support this nonsense. If you buy this, you are monumentally stupid. And I can sell you something. I can sell you anything. I can sell you things that don't exist because that's what they're selling. They're selling a lie that everyone knows is a lie. They know you know it's a lie, and they're still selling the lie. That's how little respect they have for you. They think you're all stupid. And if you believe it, they're right. You're all stupid. Anybody who believes this, I don't think you want to associate with someone who believes this. Because you would be associating with the dumbest person you've ever met. The most naive person. Unless you're trying to take advantage of someone, then anyone who tells you, well, you know what? That's believable. I think you want to turn and walk away. Maybe run away. Maybe leave skid marks as you run. But get out of there. Because you're with a moron. And morons tend to bring you down to their level. No one, no moron has ever raised anyone to a higher intellectual level. They'll bring you down though. So you don't want to be around them because too much stupidity tends to rub off. And this is a lot of stupidity if you buy this. So go get your can of monster energy drink because you probably need a boost right now. You need to push. You need to focus. You need to focus on these lies. You need energy to get you going through the day when you've been lied to proficiently by this government. So that means you need monster energy drink. The relentless pursuit of victory. Being your best at all times. Being at the top of your game. Well, you're not at the top of your game if you buy this baloney. So grab the most badass energy drink on the planet, and that's monster energy drink. Remember, it's not just a drink. It's a lifestyle in a can. That's a great way to describe Monster Energy Drink, because they don't promote their product like anybody else promotes theirs. It's involving the concert tours. It's involving the bands being brought to your hometown. It's involving the athletes. They promote the concert tours, the events. They're on the scene. They throw parties for the fans, for the athletes, for the supporters. Monster Energy Drink, unleash the beast, and that's what we're going to do today. And we're going to chase down the beast because the beast is Biden. And he's the one that needs chasing down, though it's easy to do. When the Secret Service met with Congress yesterday and told them, I can only imagine, told them with red faces and tails between their legs, hey, we haven't been able to even get a suspect. How would you like to be the person that had to go in there and tell them that? Who's the sacrificial lamb they sent in there? I guarantee it wasn't Cheadle who runs the Secret Service. She didn't go in there. So different Republican politicians, a walking out afterwards, had their say. Tim Burchett among them, Nancy Mace also. They know what's going on. Another cover
2: up, you know, it's the most secure building in the entire world. You can't go in there they have facial identification. They had, you got to give your social security number. Every
3: time there's something strange going on with the president Biden or his family or anything (laughs) regarding his administration or the White House, no one can ever seem to find an answer.
1: No, they sure can't. Remember the Russia, Russia, Russia? That was two, three years of quote unquote investigating President Trump, bringing all of the Weapons of government to bear, the investigative tools, and they found nothing. These are the most incompetent investigators you've ever seen in your life. Three years trying to search into Donald Trump, they they couldn't even find a thing. This is the most purely high-character president we've ever had in, in our history, Donald Trump, because they've tried everything to get him, and they couldn't get him. They, they, they engage in cover-up after cover-up after cover-up for Biden. When all of the evidence is in plain, this really is in plain sight, Adam Schiff, this is what you call evidence in plain sight against the Bidens. It's all factual evidence, too. It's not your bumbling, lying mouth. All factual evidence. All bank records. And now cocaine in the White House and no suspect. Let me tell you, if this were a criminal investigation against you or me, and they found cocaine at a destination where we were, and our past history was all about being a crackhead, you would be the first and only suspect. Immediately, you'd be investigated. Immediately, you'd be called in. There's no evidence here that the Bidens were even called in and asked about it. Can you imagine having a crackhead in the vicinity of where this was dropped, when it was dropped? And you don't even call them in and investigate by asking them simple questions? Why would you? Biden, who claimed he would be the most transparent regime in history, is the least transparent and, in fact, the phoniest, the one loaded with fraud and criminal behavior that you'll ever find in, in our nation's history. No administration before this regime has been this corrupt, and that's saying a lot because there have been a lot of corrupt ones. These people break the law every single day. Every day. And they don't care because their media friends will cover it for them. They have the Secret Service, the FBI, the CIA, the Department of Justice, all in their pockets. This is incredible stuff. But this is the end, I think, for them because I don't think there's anyone out there who believes this. No one. And that's the good thing. Remember what we've always said on this show, that the Democrats, the liberals, always go too far. Now, the New York police have arrested a, serial, a potential serial killer in a place called Gilgo Beach. They've got him in custody. But the Secret Service, the FBI, and the CIA... Can't even name a suspect in a cocaine drop in the White House. (laughs) It's laughable. Jamie Raskin, of course, the Democrat chief liar, they trot him out there with his bandana on. I guess he has cancer, so they think he'll be a sympathetic figure. No one else who has cancer, by the way, runs around the Capitol with a bandana on. Only this arrogant, pompous ass. And every word out of his mouth is a lie. Even though there's this big suspect pool, he's satisfied. Thousands of people who enter there every single day, um,
4: you know, 10 th- you know, 10,000 a week or something. Um, you know, we don't check people for drugs on the way into the Capitol or into the Capitol office building, so we wouldn't know. Um, If somebody brought some in here,
5: you're
0: satisfied or or at least like, you know, you thought it was a thorough investigation in terms of what they. Oh, yeah, I'm satisfied. It's a thorough investigation.
1: Of course you are. They didn't name any suspects, not even a suspect. But he says thousands of people in the suspect pool that come in here. Ten thousand people. No, they don't. You liar. You're just a liar. This is the West Wing where this cocaine was found, not the East Wing. The east wing is where the visitors go, Raskin. I guess you didn't think anybody would check on that, but we did. So it's pretty simple to find out. It's not like we're, you know, great investigators. Visitors go through the east wing of the White House. The west wing is off limits. That's where the cocaine was found. Only people with clearance get that far. So Raskin's lie falls on deaf ears, but he's the kind of a guy that any time he opens his mouth and his lips are moving, he's lying. Jamie Raskin has never met the truth. If he did, he'd run from it. He's a prolific liar. He's reminiscent of Adam Schiff and all the Democrats, for that matter. Schiff just takes the cake because he's so outrageous and so arrogant and pompous. But Raskin gives him a run for his money. I mean, these arrogant bastards will lie to you as they look you in the face. They'll never look you in the eye because they're liars. Pathological. Pathological liars never look you in the eye. Marjorie Taylor Greene, is Raskin's suspect pool accurate?
3: It couldn't be just anyone. It's not just any visitor to the White House. It is It is a person that was brought in, uh, either a pass holder themselves or brought in with a pass holder um, on that particular day.
1: Bingo. That's how simple it is. So that limits your suspect pool tremendously. So now where do you go? You should have called every one of those people in and and interviewed them. Apparently they did not. We know they did not because we know they didn't interview the Bidens. We know they didn't interview the little black lesbian, Karine Jean-Pierre. So the likeliest suspects they left alone. The people who would likely know something they didn't talk to. (laughs) Dr. Jill wasn't interviewed. Heels Up Harris wasn't interviewed. It's a joke. This country's a joke. It's a daily lie, and you're the fool. If this country ever elects another Democrat, until the Democratic Party is so overhauled that none of these people are involved anymore, then this country is dead, doomed, and it deserves every bad thing it gets. We are allowing people who hate what this country was founded on to destroy it. We here on this show don't hate what this country was founded on. We love it. We were proud of it. We are not proud of this country anymore. We do not love what this country stands for anymore. This country is an international laughingstock. It's a disgrace to the founding fathers and all the people who died in wars subsequent to the founding fathers to preserve the Constitution, to preserve the Bill of Rights. These people willingly gave their lives to defend a principle. And these corrupt sons of bitches that are in there now have destroyed it in a short period of time. What we took over 200 years to build, to die for. And when I say we, I don't mean me. I didn't die for anything, obviously. But so many did. And we salute them. That's why we go to the uh, Jefferson Barracks Cemetery every Memorial Day, every Christmas, because we have respect for those people. We appreciate what they did. But these scoundrels, these liars, these rotten thieves and criminals that are perpetrating Washington, D.C., and they they're everywhere in Washington. They're like, you turn the light on in the basement after you've not been in the house for 10 years, and the roaches start scurrying. That's what happens in Washington. Whenever you turn the lights on on that corrupt cesspool of losers, you get them all scurrying and running and pointing fingers at each other because they're all roaches. They're all cockroaches. Those are the people you have voted in, and that's why if you vote for another incumbent, you're out of your mind. You're just out of your mind. You love what's going on today in Washington if you ever vote for another incumbent. You love it. If you vote for Josh Hawley or Eric Schmidt, or Cory Bush, or any of them, you love what you've got going right now. Because the only way to change it is not to sit there and whine and bitch and moan. The only way to change it is to vote them all out. Why would you ever vote for one of these people again? If you have a sane brain, you wouldn't. I've said it many times. I will only vote for an incumbent governor or an incumbent president because they're limited to two terms. I will never vote for another incumbent as long as I live. That's my contribution to trying to clean up the swamp and drain it. The only way you drain it is to get rid of them. And then you have to have a president like Trump who understands the swamp, who understands how to get rid of and eliminate all of the jobs that are worthless in Washington, that are populated by criminals, liars, backstabbers, leakers, you got to get rid of all of them. He did when he was in in office. 20,000 of them. He refused to honor those jobs and didn't hire anybody in 20,000 different positions. Did the government suffer? No. No. In fact, it flourished. So 20,000 is a good start, but they all need to be eliminated. All of these unelected bureaucrats need to go. Fire them all when you get in there. It would be a gargantuan task, but hire a small committee of people to replace all the ones you fire but only in the neediest positions and replace them with people that are outside of Washington, that have no connection to Washington, D.C. Bring businessmen in, bring young people in who've just graduated from college. Put them in that position. Do not put these career diplomats in there, these career bureaucrats. They, they don't belong. Don't reward any donors. Sorry, that's not how we're working this anymore. I mean, I know that last part's impossible. People do favors for people all the time, no matter what job it is. I mean, I'll help somebody get a job that I know, so I know how that works. But I'll make sure they're competent. I would never put my name on someone applying for a job who couldn't do the job. Do you think that I would take a young kid out of college, and I know their family, And then I know who's hiring at the hospital. And even though that person didn't go to medical school, you think I'd promote them to be a doctor at the hospital? Of course not. Well, that's what you do in Washington. You put people in very important positions in every institution there that have no idea what they're doing. There's not a single institution in our country that isn't corrupt. Now we know the Secret Service is corrupt. We've been suspicious that the military is for a long time, and I believe they are. We certainly know the generals are. We're not sure about the rank and file, though. I'm becoming more and more skeptical of the rank and file because they're like Nazis. They simply hide behind the excuse, well, we're just following orders. It's just like the FBI. They go raid innocent people in the middle of the night. They know what they're doing is wrong. They know what they're doing is politically motivated. They know what they're doing is destroying innocent people's lives, and they do it anyway. That's the kind of character that you find in FBI agents today. In other words, they have no character. They have no integrity. They have no spine. They're Nazi, marching Nazis is what they are, goose-stepping their way into your home and then saying, well, I was just following orders. That's what the FBI has become, a band of Nazi Gestapo. And that's every one of them, except for the whistleblowers. I always make the exceptions. They're the ones with the courage to come forward and tell the truth. The rest of them will claim, I was just following orders. Now, you can argue against what I'm saying all you want, but you can't bring any facts to dispute it because there are none. I have all the facts and the evidence on my side. But give it your best shot. Become a dopey liberal and try to argue against anything I've, ever, I've just said in the last 20 minutes. Go ahead and call. Tell me, tell me how wrong I am. 636-348-4460. 348-4460. The stage is yours. Call and bring your evidence and show me how wrong I am. I'm open to it. I, by the way, I want to be wrong because the picture I've painted is not a rosy one. I want to be wrong. But there comes a point when you tell the truth, no matter what it is you want the situation to be like. If no one ever tells the truth, it never changes. If no one ever stands up against them, they'll never go away. And that's why you have to vote against them. I'm not, I would never presume to tell somebody to vote for X, Y, or Z person, but vote against every incumbent. It's in your best interest, not mine. Well, eventually it's in mine because I'm one of you. We're all together in this. But if we don't vote against every single incumbent, nothing, nothing will ever change. So quit bitching, quit moaning, just get up, go to work, take your tax hit every year from these liberals, understand they're screwing you, they're trying to control everything you do, they're taking away your personal freedoms, and enjoy it. Because apparently you do enjoy it. You enjoy getting bitch slapped around like a little rag doll if you vote for any incumbent. That's on you. Now, you can go to the polls and you can say, well, my guy's okay. Slayton's right. These incumbents are bad, but not mine. Mine's good. No, yours isn't. Yours is rotten to the core, just like mine is. Bye-bye, Josh Hawley. Bye-bye, Eric Schmidt. You're done. As soon as your term's up, you're out. And if they get reelected, shame on Missouri. Shame on the people of Missouri. You will get everything you deserve, and it will be nothing that's good. I've said before, I'd retain Hawley as Attorney General. I'd move him positions. I think he'd serve us well there, but not as a senator. He's simply a part of the the huge corrupt swamp as a senator. Rid us of all of these people, and only we can do it. Only we can do it. As one friend of mine suggested, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy might be the proper... Running mate, because he could rid the country of the bureaucracy. He feels the same as Trump. We don't need these people. And we don't, by the way. Plus, you'd be getting a young, brilliant mind in there. I've also advocated for some different, uh, some uh, other running mates, some women, some men. There's a whole pool of people that are really good <laughs> that Trump can pick. Don't make the mistake of picking a fraud like Pence again. Don't do it. Don't make your choice for political reasons. Make it for reasons that make sense. Policy reasons, what these people believe in, and be colorblind. I don't care if they're black or white. If if there's a black woman out there that deserves it, put her in. If she deserves it more than a white woman. If you think, for instance, Winsome Fears, the black lieutenant governor, a female Republican of Virginia, is better qualified than Nikki Haley, then put her in there. If you think she's more qualified than Christy Noem, put her in there. If you think Vivek Ramaswamy is more qualified than any white candidate on the male side, put him in there. But if you think the white guy's more qualified or the white woman's more qualified, put them in there. Why does skin color matter? People say, well, you got to pick a minority. Well, go ahead if you want, but make sure that person's qualified. We see what affirmative action looks like In government, right? You have Heels Up Harris. Chosen why? Biden's own words. She's a black female. But yet the truth is she's not a black female. She claims she was an Indian female. So what is she? She's a chameleon. And then you have Ketanji Brown Jackson. Chosen why? Appointed to the Supreme Court. Why? Because Biden's own words again. She's a black female. This is what affirmative action looks like at work. You have an imbecile on the Supreme Court who has no idea even what a woman is, much less what the law is, and you have a vice president who literally cannot speak. Cannot speak. If you asked a kindergartner to explain artificial intelligence, the answer would be no more baffling than what you heard Harris say yesterday. In fact, it would probably be less baffling because at some point the kindergartner would probably throw their hands up and say, I just don't know. So he'd get an honest answer anyway. And remember who pushed Pence on Trump? It was McConnell. Remember who pushed Christopher Ray on Trump? It was Chris Christie and McConnell. So let's remember who not to listen to, President Trump, if you get back in. If we show confidence in you and vote you back in, part of that confidence in that vote is saying, we believe that you've learned your lesson about how you hire people in Washington. And we'll be keeping an eye on that as the election ramps up. If I don't believe he's kept his or learned his lesson, then I'll vote for someone else. But he's got to show me he's learned his lesson. Right now, if I were Trump, and I've named a 1,000 th- candidates of people that I give great consideration to, but I would probably sit down and meet, and I've said this before, with Robert Kennedy. Because you've got a guy, you've got to, there's some liberal beliefs, of course, of his that you're going to disagree with. But you're not going to, you're not going to agree with anyone on everything but you'd have to have a vice president who clearly understands if you have a difference of belief in policy, you're the president, I support you. I think Robert Kennedy has the kind of mindset that that would would work. I don't know if he'd ever want to do it. I don't know. He said he's proud that Trump likes him. But what's not to like? Except for some liberal policies, and we've got to find out exactly what those are. So far I haven't heard Robert Kennedy... Detail to us all of his policies. We we know where he stands on the vaccine. We completely agree with him one hundred percent. He's dead right. He's been right since the get go. But that's all we're hearing. We're only hearing that one issue. He clearly understands the border is wide open and needs to be closed because he went there. He actually went there. So we know two issues. But what else does he stand for? Where is he? I, I believe he's with Trump on these wars. That our involvement is absurd. I don't know where he stands on Ukraine. I haven't heard. But he's a guy to consider. But in the meantime, all we hear are lies. They're more lies. Byron Donald's a congressman from Florida. Do you get the vibe that the Secret Service is lying to us when they say they don't have a suspect in the cocaine case? Yeah, got that vibe. To me, the thing that's lost to me is with all the surveillance that we have at our capability, we don't know who left a dime bag of cocaine in the White House. Like, or we can't even, like, narrow it down. That's the most frustrating thing overall. That is pretty damn frustrating. Think about it. And at one point they tried to sell us that, well, well, wait a minute, um, you know, there's, uh, there wasn't a camera there. We didn't have a camera there. We have a camera everywhere in the White House. You're trying to tell us that this one little nook of the White House didn't have a camera, but every place else did? Nobody's buying that either. Absolutely nobody. It's now to the point where the Secret Service, in their summation to Congress, is actually trying to blame Donald Trump. For the cocaine? I know that's preposterous and you're probably fainting, but sit down and listen to Lauren Boebert and what she says the Secret Service told her.
3: So Secret Service does not have an actual range of when the substance was left. Um, they said that it could have been a few hours, a couple of days, or even years.
1: Years? <laughs> years includes Donald Trump's presidency. You, you knew they'd try to find a pathway back to Trump, but you didn't think they'd actually try it. You didn't think they'd actually promote it. Try to make people believe it was left there from the Trump administration. That's what This is what I mean when I say they always go too far. The, the preposterous comment that it could be have been there for years is so asinine and so absurd that if you would even consider it for 10 seconds, you're a complete and utter moron. I don't even think you deserve to live. That People that are that dumb, well, you can live. We're not going to kill you. But we're going to put you in prison for life. You're too stupid. You might infect other people. It's like you're a leper. We don't want you to spread your leprosy, so we're going to keep you away from the population. If you're so dumb that you think this cocaine might have been left there for years. What are they talking about? George Washington years? Maybe they're just trying to dump it on Nixon. They try to dump everything else on Nixon, who, by the way, would look like a choir boy today. Richard M. Nixon, or Richard E. Nixon, as Archie always called him. Richard E. Nixon looks like a choir boy. I mean, it's pretty pretty crazy. You know, I read something the other day. It didn't start with gas chambers. It started with one party controlling the media. One party controlling the message. One party deciding what is truth. One party censoring speech and silencing opposition. One party dividing citizen to us against them and calling on their supporters to harass them. It started when good people turned a blind eye and let it happen. Now that's the description of Nazi Germany, but is that the description of the United States today? Is there anything in what I just said? Does any of one of those points not apply to this country today? And the answer is every single point applies to today. Every single one. Go back and think about it. Is one party trying to control the media? They're not trying. They already control it. Is one party controlling the message? Yes, because they control the media. One party deciding what the truth is? You bet you the lying party. One party censoring speech and silencing opposition? Who's doing that? One party dividing citizens into us against them? That's clear. They're doing that to little kids in school with critical race theory. Asking their supporters to harass us? Maxine Waters? Get up in their face? When good people turn a blind eye and let it happen? That's the Republicans, the conservatives. Good people turning a blind eye, letting it happen. That's the citizens of this country. And make no mistake, it's happening. It's In fact, it's been happening. It didn't just start. And it didn't just start with Biden. It started the day Donald Trump walked down that escalator, and I would argue it even started before that with Obama. Obama began the dividing race against race. The corruption began, well, at the beginning of time. But it's been ramped up in recent administrations. Kaylee McEnany was the White House press spokesperson under Donald Trump. If this had happened during your administration, how would you have handled it differently than, let's say, the little black lesbian, Kareem Jean-Pierre?
3: When asked if this was a family member... For Andrew Bates to say, I cite the Hatch Act, which has to do with elections. Bizarre. Joe Biden's asked questions about this. He doesn't answer. Corrine Jean-Pierre asked about the family, and she derides the reporter. I would have gone to Trump and said, they're saying this is your family member. He would have said, absolutely not. I would have gone to the podium and said, I have zero reason to believe this is anyone in the president's family. Why she didn't do that, I do not know.
1: Well, I do. I mean, you really don't know, Kaylee. Are you trying to convince me that you don't know why she did that? She's, she's a liar. She's a co-conspirator in the lies. She's criminally negligent, if you ask me. She, she belongs in jail with the rest of them. These are all people who would prefer to lie to you rather than tell you the truth about anything, about anything. So we know why she did it. She's being paid to do it. And she really believes that if she continues to do it, she'll be rewarded with a handsome salary on some liberal outpost network. And you know what? She's right. She will be. Ask Saki, Saki, Saki. And that's a white woman. So imagine a black lesbian going to apply for work at a liberal network after lying to the country her entire life. They'll welcome her. She'll probably set a record for the kind of money they'll give her. I got to tell you, James Comer is the Oversight Committee chairman who's got the goods on the Bidens, and he's got more for next week. He smells a rat in the Secret Service.
0: It makes no sense. You know, the Secret Service hadn't really received a black eye like the Department of Justice or the FBI. But unfortunately, today, uh, this is another name on the list of agencies that have run amok. Uh, again, either they're not being truthful with the House Oversight Committee or they're incompetent by not being able to determine who left this substance. It's hard for me to believe that uh, our technology at the FBI couldn't identify some DNA on this bag of cocaine.
1: It's not hard for me to believe. It's impossible for me to believe. The FBI loves to brag about their lab and how spectacular their lab is. They'll find everything out. They could find literally the needle in the haystack, and they could pin it on somebody. That's how advanced their lab techniques are. And yet, remember now, folks, they can't even find a suspect. You know, it would be one thing if you came out and you named somebody, but you know why they're afraid to name somebody other than Hunter Biden? Because we all know it is Hunter Biden. They're afraid to name somebody else because whoever they would name probably has enough on the Bidens to sink the ship. So they're not going to name anybody. The Secret Service has made a decision with, of course, strong encouragement from the White House that if we name no one, we would rather accept the vindictive ridicule that's going to come our way, rightly so, than expose the entire corrupt operation. So it's like a bean counter. Deciding what what we have to cut. Okay, we're going to cut having the entire place exposed by someone that we name as a suspect who had nothing to do with it, some poor sap who's not going to have any loyalty to us once we name them, or we name the real suspect, Hunter Biden, carry out a legitimate investigation, find out it was his, and the whole place goes to shit in a handbasket. So that was a pretty easy decision for the corrupt law enforcement agencies that we have. I mean, there's not a single person in the Secret Service. of the Secret Service. That is worth a damn unless they come forward as a whistleblower. Because they all know that this is a lie. Every single one of them knows it's a lie. And they're all okay with it. Unless they come forward, they're all okay with it. That's what I can tell you. That's a fact of life. That's how it works. They're all so afraid to lose their jobs. This is how Washington is today, thanks to the liberals and thanks to Biden's corruption. I can't believe a little munchkin like Biden has this kind of control over everybody. He must have the goods on a lot of people. Either that or a lot of people are just rotten to the core. And that might be the answer. But all of these Secret Service agents are low-life rodents. Every one of them. Unless one of them comes forward. And then we'll take them off the list. But until they do... They're, all, they're like the FBI. They're like the military. They're like every institution in this country that is abjectly corrupt. From the top to the bottom, through the rank and file, and that includes the soldiers in the military, until they come forward and tell us, we're with the people. if a, If a war breaks out, we're on your side. I'd like to hear a bunch of them come forward and say that. But you know what would happen to them? They'd call them traitors. They'd put them on trial for treason and probably execute them. That's how they would treat our soldiers. We have the most woefully unprepared military in the history of our country. We can thank. We really should be on our hands and knees thanking President Xi in China. We should bow to him like Yellen did three times. What a bobblehead she is. Then she bowed to somebody else three times. She's a bowing machine. But we should be bowing to them, thanking them for not attacking us. Because if they do, we're done. We don't have a chance. Not a chance. I can only assume that the Chinese don't have a vision of completely taking over the world, militarily, because they could right now. I hear military people say the Russians are no threat to us whatsoever. They probably aren't. But the Chinese are, militarily. And while we were concerned with a nuclear weapons race, nuclear arms race with the Russians for all those years, we just sat back and watched the Chinese right behind our back or really right in front of our face do the exact same thing, and we didn't even balk until Trump. Kellyanne Conway, are you buying this bullcrap
3: The Secret Service puts his life on the line for people there every day, Republican or Democrat. They should be applauded for that, but I don't buy this for a second. The entire White House complex, East Wing, West Wing, the entire perimeter is on camera 24-7, 365, period. But either way, I find it very suspicious. It took three years to look for Russia collusion we couldn't find, and it's basically three days of investigation. Um, The other thing is, it's just the kind of White House... Their ethos, their way of operating—that somebody thinks they can do this and get away with it—and I think even worse than, I think even worse than the, the the president and his people ignoring this crisis about this cocaine is the way he's ignored our drug crisis across the country. We have an overdose death set at historic highs again because Hunter Biden's father is never going to tackle the drug crisis seriously. The so-called border czar, Kamala Harris—they gave her a Russian title to tackle a Chinese and Mexican. Cartel problem. Yeah. And that's what really should upset people, that he does nothing about cocaine, fentanyl, heroin, opioids, meth, you name it.
1: Very true. Now, why doesn't he do anything about the drug crisis in this country? Because if he does, he'd have to close the southern border. And he has no intention of doing that. We have reached DEFCON 1 with regard to the corruption of the Bidens. It's no longer did they break the law. It's no longer how often they broke the law. They break the law every day. It's no longer did they really accept bribes from foreign entities that are our adversaries in exchange for policy considerations and favors. It's no longer did they. It's how many times they did, how much money they took. Larry Kudlow understands the allegations against the Bidens aren't just whistling in the dark, It's not Hillary Clinton trying to bring Russia, Russia, Russia charges against President Trump and getting some moron to lie on some document dossier that they submit to the FISA court and illegally obtain wiretaps. It's not even that anymore. It's so far beyond that. These allegations are credible and they're serious. Are they not, Larry Kudlow? These are
2: Treasury Department suspicious activity accounts. And there are hundreds of them and what comer is going to put out next week is more hundreds of them so you have the potential here again for money laundering and racketeering and then the biggest thing of all and this has to be pursued where are the 17 tapes where are the two with papa biden 15 with hunter biden this has been the whistleblowers claim it chuck grassley has seen it The tapes, where are they? Because this could be the biggest political scandal in the history of America. Right here. Take bribes from a foreign national to change policy.
1: Well, it not only could be, but it is. And now we've got an email that's been discovered. A month before Biden, when he was vice president, a month before he traveled to Ukraine, Remember when he threatened to withhold a billion dollars in USAID if they didn't fire the prosecutor who was looking into Hunter Biden and Burisma? You remember that? And by the way, that guy was fired as Biden bragged about. Pretty impressive stuff, right? You're such a tough guy. But now they've got an email that really indicts the Bidens. Because just before that trip was made a Burisma executive emailed Hunter Biden, remember board member Hunter Biden, emailed his associate Devin Archer, a fellow board member and fellow partner in Rosemont Seneca, Eric Schwerin, about a revised proposal contract and initial invoice for Burisma Holdings from a lobbying firm called Blue Star Strategies. Now these are emails on Hunter Biden's laptop. Remember, the laptop that some liberals continue to say isn't Hunter Biden's. This guy emphasized in the email that the ultimate purpose of the agreement with Blue Star Strategies was to shut down any cases or pursuit against the, the Burisma people in Ukraine. And what happened? It was shut down by Joe Biden. My only concern is for us to be on the same page regarding our final goals, the email said. With this in mind, I would like us to formulate a list of deliverables, including but not limited to, a concrete course of actions, including meetings, communications, resulting in high-ranking U.S. officials in Ukraine, including the U.S. ambassador, and in the U.S., publicly or in private communication, comment expressing their positive opinion in support of the Burisma people to the highest level of decision-makers here in Ukraine. Huh. Lo and behold, Joe Biden did exactly that. That's got to be the most damning email of them all so far. Have you heard about it on liberal media? No. Why would you hear about it there? And then as if the Biden regime, and Kellyanne Conway is very accurate when she says, perhaps the most disturbing thing in all of this is that this regime from top to bottom believes they can do these corrupt activities and get away with them. They can bring cocaine into the White House. They know they'll get away with it. They know they're protected. They can accept emails showing how all of them are engaged in illegal activities with Ukraine. They don't care. Hunter Biden didn't even bother to delete the email. It's right there on his laptop, the one he just left. Biden's always leaving stuff behind, aren't they? Laptops, drugs. Hookers, grandchildren—they're always leaving things behind. They are clearly, clearly the Keystone Cops. I mean, they're they're just a, a renegade group that is incompetent as criminals, but understands Washington better than anyone else, and understands how controlling the media benefits them better than anyone else. Remember this, and they'll they'll, they'll lie right to your face after you catch them. Remember how John Kerry, appointed as climate czar, probably, per, well, I would say probably the most arrogant of them all in this whole regime. A guy whose only expertise in life, in life, his only achievement in life is that he married well. He married rich. He married Teresa Hines of the Hines Ketchup fortune. Otherwise, John Kerry... It's just some slug working on an assembly line somewhere because he has no talents, no knowledge of anything whatsoever. But he does lie, and he does scold you when you catch him lying. Remember when he was caught flying to Iceland on a private jet right after he's lecturing all of us about carbon footprints and all of that other nonsense, and he was caught at the airport?
6: I understand that you came here with a private jet. Uh,
4: Is that an environmental way to travel? If you offset... Your carbon, it's the only choice for somebody like me, the time it takes me to get somewhere. I can't sail across the ocean. I have to fly to meet with people and get things done. But what I'm doing almost full time is working to win the battle of climate change.
1: What I'm doing is working almost full time, almost full time, to win the battle against climate change. So that excuses him from flying private jets. He can fly private jets because, after all, someone like him needs to travel the world and get things done, he said. What has John Kerry gotten done in his lifetime other than marrying a wealthy woman? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. John Kerry hasn't one piece of legislation. He hasn't one achievement. Nothing in his lifetime other than marrying a wealthy woman. He's caused a lot of grief and anxiety among people with his climate bullshit, but nothing else. He hasn't achieved anything. And he's made it clear that he, John Kerry, is so important that while he tells you not to do X, he will do X, and you'll like it. You'll like it. How about his claim of, well, when you offset, offset what? What does that even mean? Tudor Dixon, who ran for governor in Michigan. What does that mean, Tudor?
3: But, but his offset is just him gracing us with his presence, telling us that oh. we should be climate friendly. It's not something, he's not planting forests someplace. You know, what is your offset? It's just to lecture us.
1: That's so perfectly true. Carpe diem, Tudor Dixon. He's not out planting forests. He's not out trying to help the environment. He's doing exactly what he claims will hurt the environment. And he's doing it. And that's all he's doing. He's not doing anything else. So they called him in front of Congress yesterday and listened to him dance around. He can't get around this private jet issue. And he dances around the truth. And then arrogantly shows his temper, just like Biden does.
4: We don't own a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I personally have never owned a private jet. And obviously, it's pretty stupid to talk about coming in a private jet from the State Department up here. Just honestly, if that's where you want to go,
7: go there.
1: Ooh. First of all, the congressman who asked the question was mocking him by saying, did you take a private jet from the State Department up here to Capitol Hill? And Kerry actually took it seriously. Oh, that's really stupid to say that, as if the guy really meant it. That's how dumb Kerry is. But then the lie, see, and and people say, well, he's not lying. He didn't own a private jet. No, his wife did. And he flew on her private jet everywhere. Do you know how many times have been discovered? 48 times. But he just said he never flies on a private jet. He never owned a private jet. His family never owned a private jet. That's a lie. Your family owned it. Your wife did. They just sold it recently because of all the heat he was taking. Why would the Heinz family sell their private jet? Because John Kerry's arrogance and his unrelenting ego wants to keep him in some position where he can claim he's important. And if he keeps flying in their private jet, even Biden might say, hey, we got to stop this. That's how they lie. I've never owned a private jet. Your wife did, you asshat. Do you think we're stupid? The arrogance of these people that thinks they're intellectually superior to the rest of us is what drives me crazy. And that really does. It absolutely drives me crazy. Because they're not smarter than anybody. John Kerry, you're not smarter than Joe Biden. That's how dumb you are. Your wife is smarter than you are by a long shot. She should be in office, not you. But he thinks he's smarter than everybody. I don't own a private plane. Never did own a private plane. Private jet. Could you imagine even saying that if your wife owned a private jet that you had flown at least 48 times, then you're making a claim that you don't fly private jets and that you've never owned one. How do you go to bed at night and say to yourself, I've been honest all day. Here's where you he got busted and lied under oath.
6: Have you flown on a private jet in a personal or official capacity since you've taken this position?
1: Possibly once. (laughs) Except that media people have been able to identify him taking that private jet 48 times. Now, when he says possibly once, you just heard him caught at an airport in Iceland once. He landed in a private jet. There are pictures of him getting off the private jet in other locations. All I have to do is Google it. It's all over the place. This guy was constantly flying private jets. Possibly once. Now, have you ever flown a private jet? I've been lucky enough to have flown on a private jet. Not mine, of course, but other people's. And you know what? I remember each time I flew on one because it was a different experience. It was pretty cool seeing how the other half lives. I would never forget that I flew on them, right? I would never. If you say to me, Kevin, have you ever flown on a private jet? I would never say, Um, possibly once. Knowing full well that I've flown on private jets more than once. This guy, now I didn't fly on a private jet 48 times. I think I flew twice. Two different people. Well, I guess if you want to call flying to a location one trip, flying back another trip, then I've flown four times. This guy who's flown 48 times, minimum, minimum, claims possibly once. (laughs) And these congressmen just sit there. Why didn't they then say, look, Jack, we've got you at least 48 times. You see this picture right here of you getting off a private? Was this the possibly one time? It was? Okay. How about this one over here? So now we're up to two. So when you say possibly once, you've already lied because we've got two pictures here. You want to recalculate your answer? Does anybody ever go to jail for perjury anymore? The answer is no, especially if they go in front of Congress and perjure themselves. I am i don't know this, off, but I'm saying it off the top of my head. I'm going to make a bet here, and I bet everything I own, house, cars, money, investments, anything I own. My favorite hammer in the garage. Anything. That not one person has gone to jail for perjuring themselves in front of Congress. Not one. Even the the Watergate testimonies, many of whom lied under oath. I don't recall any of them going to jail for perjury. They went to jail for obstruction of justice and other things. But not for perjury, unless I'm missing somebody. I guess there could be one person out there somewhere. But when you consider all of the people who have lied under oath in front of Congress, which is almost every person that's ever testified on behalf of the government, and any person that the government brought forward as a witness against Republican and conservative judicial appointments, Those people lied through their teeth, and nothing happens. Do you know what happened to Christine Blasey Ford, the woman that the Democrats paid handsomely, made a millionaire out of, to come forward and lie about Brett Kavanaugh, to make up stories about Brett Kavanaugh, to try to ruin his life, his marriage, his relationship with his children, to try to keep him from getting on the Supreme Court at all costs? You know what they paid that lying bitch? She established a GoFundMe account after that, she got over a million dollars. Over a million dollars. And she's just a rodent of life. She truly is roadkill. And you never hear from her again. Did she ever go to jail? No. Did the Republicans ever push it? Did they ever charge her? Did Jeff Sessions or William Barr, when they were Attorney General, did they charge her with perjury? No. Tulsi Gabbard gives me some hope. Tulsi Gabbard, who is a Democrat, left the Democrat Party months ago because she couldn't take it anymore. But she's letting us know that there are Democrats that she's talked to and that she believes there are many more who just don't buy the Democratic bullshit.
8: I, I think that there are actually a lot of Democrats across the country who, uh, like me, feel that today's Democratic Party is completely out of touch With the people, we have the Democrat elite people in the Biden administration pushing this nonsense, saying things like, hey, the government should be responsible for raising your children, not you as parents. They are pushing things like censorship of any speech that they don't like. They're pushing open borders. They're pushing favoring criminals over victims, the list of their insanity goes on and on and on. I was a Democrat my entire adult life up until a few months ago because of their insanity. I could no longer associate myself with them. And so they have created this position for themselves where voters are looking elsewhere. And I, I just got to say, you know, you mentioned no labels in Joe Manchin. The Democrats are terrified of this. And I think it's laughable and arrogant that they're saying, oh, well, how dare he be a spoiler? They're so entitled they take voters for granted that they think that they can just call anyone who stands up against them as a political opponent for Joe Biden uh, as a spoiler. It, it's, it's, it's crazy. Voters want options. They want to be able to vote for the best candidate that they believe can do the job.
1: Wouldn't it be the irony of ironies if Joe Manchin's third-party candidacy, if indeed he does, is the thing that defeats Biden or the Democrats? Because I don't believe they're going to run Biden. They're going to run somebody else. The candidacy, potential candidacy of Biden scares them to, or excuse me, of Manchin scares Biden to death. Scares all the Democrats to death. Because they know, number one, that Manchin knows stuff. Manchin might end up dead. He might not survive any primary. He might meet with a Clinton suicide. Because he knows stuff. He's been in meetings with Biden where Biden has tried to shake him down, where Biden has tried to bribe him and his family, so he knows how Biden operates, and they don't want that. They're going to either pay him off, and we're going to find out if Joe Manchin really takes a lot of bribes or not, because he's going to be bribed out the gazoo, as he was on different votes in Congress earlier in Biden's regime. Remember how he was resistant, 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 all of a sudden he caved in at the last minute on one of these bills that spent gazillions of dollars. The one thing he did stand up against is the filibuster. So good for him. He held his ground there. That's the only time Joe Manchin's ever held his ground, and I believe he held his ground there because when he did cave in and gave Biden the vote he wanted based on all the promises Biden made him in return, Biden didn't come through. The ultimate liar, Biden, didn't come through. So Joe Manchin appears to be operating on the age-old theory, shame me once, screw me. Or excuse me, shame me once, screw you. Shame me twice, screw screw me. And he's not going to get it twice. He's already been screwed by Biden once. So now they're worried about that. Megan Kelly had some fun with one of the dolts of all time, Eric Swalwell. I don't know if it's possible to be dumber than this guy, but there's a lot of competition. That's why it's so hard to proclaim someone the dumbest person. We know the dumbest person on TV now is Nicole Wallace. She has defeated Ainsley Earhart in a championship round that was epic. I mean, if you put clips of those two together, whoo. So we've established that. Nicole Wallace is the dumbest woman on TV. But who's the dumbest political hack in Washington? Wow. I mean, the competition there is stiff. There is no clear, clear-cut favorite. But Swalwell, every time he opens his mouth, makes a strong case for himself. And if you throw in the fact that he stupidly slept with a Chinese spy, now maybe that was intentional. Maybe he got bribes and kickbacks from the Chinese just like Biden did. So we have to wait and see on that. But absent any evidence that he was involved in shell game corporations to hide his kickback money. He's just dumb. When presented the opportunity to represent his district in California and question the FBI director about all of the corrupt activities that even those people in California have seen and recognized, here's what Swalwell came up with.
2: I want to talk more about your workforce because that's where you started. A couple weeks ago at the Bureau, you had family day. Can you tell us
1: what family day is? I I don't even know where you begin. You've got corrupt action after corrupt action on the part of the FBI. You've got censoring conservatives. You've got taking free speech rights away. You've got threatening social media people. You've got cover-ups galore. And your question is, can you tell us about family day? And he somehow thinks Swalwell, which in this particular case, this theory is the most unique of them all regarding the laptop, that the entire laptop brouhaha was only about nude pictures of Hunter Biden.
2: The 2020 election was determined Gentleman. because the FBI know because the FBI didn't let more Americans see a private citizen's nonconsensual nudes. Is that what we're saying here, that you lost the election not because of your ideas, but because a private citizen's laptop?
5: Do you want an answer? Will Was you? it
0: out there? Will you? That's,
2: that's bananas. Like, you should be a party of ideas, not a party of non-consensual nudes
1: to help you win an election. Wow. Well, I don't know what I can add to that. Megan Kelly, how about you?
8: Oh, my God.
3: He doesn't get me that
8: worked up because he is so dumb and so yeah. not worth spending time on. But this one's just like I love every single word of that is a lie. And yeah. they were not non-consensual, by the way. There were nudes on there. They were not non-consensual. It was Hunter Biden taking the nudes of himself. How is yes. that non-consensual
5: for the love of God?
1: <laughs> it is maddening, really. It drives you crazy. She says she doesn't get worked up over him because he's he's just too stupid. And he is. But. It still drives you crazy that anyone have the audacity to lie like that. I mean, Eric Swalwell is one of the preeminent liars of all time. It's funny how a lot of these people come from California, isn't it? Schiff, Pelosi, Swalwell, Newsom. I wouldn't be too proud if I was in California these days. But the, the level of stupidity there is beyond reproach. Somehow he's trying to make a case that the Republicans believe... The 2020 election was rigged because of non-consensual nudes. Now, I've got news for him, and, and Megyn Kelly's right. They weren't non-consensual. He took the pictures himself, you stupid ass. But beyond that, beyond that stupidity, the, the election was affected by the cover-up of the Hunter Biden laptop. 16% of voters said they would have changed their vote. 16% of people that voted for Biden said they would have changed their vote had they known about the laptop. That means game over, Trump's president. So you can say all of that nonsense. You can speak it as if you're a reputable person, but you're an idiot. As Tudor Dixon rightly points out, it's always a charade with these people.
3: But none of this is real to them. It's the same with the gas stoves, and they're all posting pictures of themselves grilling over gas grills. I mean, it's the same with the air conditioning. Today, we're hearing they want to make sure low-income people get free air conditioning, but they want to put higher taxes on air conditioning for people who are paying for it. It's it's just complete hypocrisy.
1: And how about that, by the way? Higher taxes if you are using your air conditioner. I thought we weren't going to have higher taxes. See, that's how the little snake tries to get around that. He'll say... Well, I said no, high, no. nobody will pay more income taxes, but we'll tax the hell out of you on everything else. That's always been his line, and anyone with a brain knew it. The people that voted for him didn't know it because they're stupid. You can't get around being stupid if you voted for Joe Biden. I don't care what you say about Donald Trump. You can hate him. You can hate his personality. I happen to love it. But you can hate it, and that's fine. But you don't have to like him personally to vote for him. What you have to like and respect are his policies designed to help America. That's why you vote. Long ago, these things became somewhat of a popularity contest. That's asinine. I didn't vote against Hillary Clinton because I hate her. I hate the very ground she walks on. She's a despicable woman and a lying piece of shit. I didn't vote against her for that, though. I voted against her because she doesn't know what the F she's doing. She has no idea, no policy ideas to help this country zip. All those other things factored in, of course, in the end, after you've examined her policies, maybe it would have been a close call if she had all kinds of wonderful ideas. And then those offsets would have possibly killed her. But you didn't even get to the offsets because she had nothing to offer. It's incredible. It really is. Charles Payne, bottom line this for us, will you, big man? If they want to appease the climate gods, it's like some primitive uh, civilization that would, you know, kill 20 people a day to appease the volcano gods. They simply do not care. They do not care. That's the bottom line to it all. Not one of these hacks in Washington cares about the people. They care about enriching themselves. To, To some degree, that's always been the case. Trump comes along. Ronald Reagan came along. They weren't about enriching themselves. But every other president that I, since I've been aware of the presidency, has been all about that. I guess you might want to say Richard Nixon wasn't about enriching himself. But he was certainly all about breaking the law, covering up. And he didn't have to, by the way. That's the the great mistake that Nixon made. Who I think, by the way, was one of the greatest presidents we've ever had. But he was stupid. And he panicked. And he didn't have to cover up anything. All he had to do was tell the truth. This was a rogue group of people. I knew nothing about it. And he didn't know anything about the break-in until afterwards. It was the cover-up that did him in. So he wasn't about enriching himself. He was about covering his own ass. The rest of them, though, other than Reagan and Trump, have all been about enriching themselves. And those around them. Donald Trump lost money being president. He then worked for no salary. (laughs) Wouldn't you, if you were Biden, and you've already shaken the country down for millions, living a lavish lifestyle, when you got into the White House, wouldn't you have followed in Trump's footsteps and been shamed into not taking a salary? But not him. You can't shame a Biden. They give you their word. You can't shame him. I've often told you how media very, very secretly, I guess is the word I'm looking for, goes about massaging your brain and making sure that you understand that you should hate Donald Trump or that you should not believe Donald Trump or that you should believe the election of 2020 was on the up and up. They say it without saying it sometimes. But every time they preface a comment, for instance, the Nicole Wallaces of the world, Anytime she mentions Donald Trump, it's the twice-impeached former president. It's not former President Trump. It's the twice-impeached President Trump. I'm sure they say the same thing about Nixon. It's the impeached President Nixon. They act, they attach these labels to try to make you have a disparaging view of whoever it is they're talking about or whatever topic they're talking about to ram the lie down your throat. Here is Jake Tapper in one single interview at CNN putting it perfectly on display, exactly what I'm talking about.
2: Donald Trump's son-in-law, Kushner, was questioned about whether the former president was privately admitting the fact that he had lost while publicly claiming the lie that he won. The efforts of Trump and others to overturn the free and fair 2020 election, sitting for testimony, being being uh, asked questions by prosecutors looking into his father-in-law trying to steal the election from the the winner of President Joe Biden.
1: In one short sequence there, he called the election free and fair, said Trump stole it from the winner, Joe Biden. <laughs> this is how these people do it. It's very subtle. But all people out there hear is Trump's a liar, Biden's the winner. And they know what they're doing, these media people. They're all on the same stage, they're all holding hands together. They've all conspired to destroy the country. Some woman named Crystal Ball on some network was uh, interviewing Candace Owens. Now, there are a couple of people around Crystal Ball, all of them liberals, but Crystal Ball made the mistake of walking into the territory of Candace Owens. And if you know anything about Candace Owens, if you've ever heard her speak, if you've ever heard her comment on anything... She is very forthright. She's upfront. She pulls no punches. She tells the truth. She doesn't care who, ca- who cares whether she's telling the truth or not. Torpedoes be damned. Here it comes. And Crystal Ball made the mistake of bringing race into the conversation.
9: Does it bother you that there's no prominent African-Americans in the White House? We have to stop believing in this illusion that because somebody is black, they represent my interests. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned that lesson via Barack Obama. I mean, he was in the, in the White House for eight years and didn't do much for the black community. So I'm not interested in the color of people's skin. So I'm interested in what they do yeah. and what they accomplish. So I'm, inter- I'm really interested in your perspective here. Yeah. I think that we have to stop believing that diversity is the color of people's skin because that's an illusion that the left has sold, that somehow because somebody matches my skin color, because somebody matches my gender, they have my best interests at heart. Unfortunately, if you believe in the ability to think and to have a dialogue, that is a position that's on the right today. I don't want to have this debate, but you do have to understand, I am very much entitled to my opinion, and Twitter is my platform. Candace, I have one one, more. Just one one, one one more. Just uh, one more here, because I I, I did. I I wanted to get to know you before you came on, and I'm really interested in your perspective, because I think you're a fascinating person. Thank you. There was another tweet that said, the Democratic Party is comprised of racist white liberals. That That is correct. Am I a racist white liberal? Well, let's go back. Um, and, and, and let's say, I will say this, that many people in the party don't, are not aware of going racism. Let's go back to an early part of this conversation where you said to me, are you concerned about the color in the White House? Um, why Why would you ask me that question? Because you speak about black issues. No, but, wh- I wh- want but to why would why you, why I want to you ask people? Well, well, let's get to really the nucleus of this. Why did you ask me that question today? Because I'm Why did you feel I needed to be concerned about that? In many ways, what liberals don't realize that you you put on that the racism and the, the conversations that so we you're, have. You're are, saying I'm a racist. You haven't let me finish my statement. You keep okay. cutting me off. Go ahead. Okay. The emphasis that you place is always on having a discussion about race. Okay. You guys are insistent on having a conversation about race and telling us that we should see and implying that we should see race everywhere. And I don't agree with that. If you don't look at me according to the color of my skin, you would simply ask me how I thought that Trump was doing as a president. But instead, you try to drum up a conversation that surrounds. By
1: race. I just love it. This was when Trump was in office. Of course, the liberal asking her, what do you think about not many black people in the White House? Well, there aren't many black people in Biden's White House either. So you might want to double back and check. But nonetheless, carpe quadruple diem, Candace Owens. How about her? And how about that little suck up trying to say, well, I, I wanted to get to know you because I-, I really am interested in your perspective. And Candace just goes, thank you. <laughs> But you're not softening me up. Why did you ask me that question? Because I'm black. That's why. That's just so beautiful. I love hearing Candace Owens take people apart. She's a person I would be thrilled with if she were running with Trump. Thrilled with her. Can you imagine her in a debate against Harris? (laughs) That would be pay-per-view. I have to tell you, I have never gone to a pay-per-view production, whether it was a boxing match when Muhammad Ali was fighting or anything. I've never paid money to watch that stuff. I would pay. If you force me, I would pay to watch Candace Owens debate Heels Up Harris. Hell, I'd pay to see Candace Owens debate Trump, or excuse me, uh, Biden. Leave Trump out of the equation. Let Candace Owens debate both of them. I'd vote for Candace Owens for anything. Any office that she ran for. I'd vote for her tomorrow. She's the kind of voice we need in this country. She shoots down all the racists, and they can't stand it because she's black. They just can't take it. Winsome Fears does the same thing. Tim Scott does the same thing. They're counting on these black people to push their bullshit racist views. But then when black people say, you know what, you're the racist... You white people who are claiming there's racism everywhere, you're the racists. And they are. Crystal Ball. Who names themselves Crystal Ball? You know that's a fake name. (laughs) You better go look into your Crystal Ball the next time you try to interview Candace Owens because what will come up will say ass-kicking because that's what you're in for and that's what you got. A while back, Denzel Washington was cornered at some event and was asked about the media, and the media regrets forever asking him this question. If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed.
0: Mm -hmm.
6: That's a great question. What is the long-term effect of too much information? One of the effects is the need to be first, not even to be true anymore. So what a responsibility
2: you all have. To be to tell the truth, not just to be first, but to tell the truth. We live in a society now where it's just first. Who cares? Get it out
6: there. We don't care who it hurts. We don't care who we destroy. We don't care if it's true. Just say it. Sell it. Anything you practice, you'll get good at, Inclu- including
1: BS. Carpe quadruple diem, Denzel Washington. Anything you practice, you'll get good at, including BS. And they're good at it. They're good at lying because they do it all the time. You see a few of these Hollywood actors and actresses now standing up. They're coming out and standing up against the liberals out there. They're powerful. They're either powerful enough or they don't care and they have a set of personal beliefs like Jim Caviezel that he's not afraid of them. In Brian Cox's case, he is a megastar of the show Succession, and he's going to let you know just what he thinks of the woke people.
4: Well, the whole woke culture, I think, is truly awful. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know who's who are the arbiters of these this shaming. Right. Thing. And it's very hard to pin them down, and mm. it turns out it's usually a bunch of millennials. You know? Right. And who and who gave them the halos? I don't know. I mean, it's extraordinary. Well, I mean, I, I suppose in a way they're probably saying, well, you've all screwed it up, so we may as well right. do something about it. Mm. But it's... It's from the wrong principle. It's the wrong comes from the wrong place.
1: Yes, it does. It comes from the wrong place. Good work, Brian Cox. Thank you for calling it out. Ryan is with us. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? Kevin, good morning, young man. How are you, sir? I am doing great. It's Friday, the day the Lord created, so I am thrilled. Even though I overslept this morning and had to scramble <laughs> like a crazy man, I am doing great.
7: Well, you know what? Even the best of us have a rough day from time to time. I, I'm gonna have a rough day myself, boss. I'm I'm golfing, and uh, you know it's it's gonna be tough. But I think I'm gonna have to try to push through it.
1: Well, get your Monster Energy drink out there on the course, and you will be able to push through it. Heat be damned, Monster Energy drink will take you to your best performance. I promise you.
7: It's funny you say that. I uh, I will have one of those mixed with a. Uh, another concoction, so to speak, but uh, they're pretty, they're pretty tasty when you combine them.
1: I think that's a Uh, good idea.
7: (laughs) Hey, real quick. uh, I want to say thank you for what you just said about the Candace Owens things because nobody talks about this woman other than uh, obviously those that appreciate her because those that fear her do not want her name out there because I believe, I, I truly believe this, that in a five, maybe even sooner, five to 10 year span, She's going to be a prominent voice in the Republican side of things. And I just – I think you said great things about her, and we need to keep doing it because I do think she's great.
1: I I agree with you in principle. I believe she should be a prominent voice in Republican circles. Whether she will be or not is up to them. They'll try to shut her out, trust me on that, because she's not one of them. She doesn't run for any office. She just is a commentator who has her podcast – and yet, she should be the the face of the Republican Party. She's brilliant. She speaks her mind. She doesn't pull any punches. Uh, if you're looking for someone who's attractive, she checks that box. She's well educated. She's articulate. Why wouldn't you want her as the front person for your party?
7: Well, and from a for the black community that wants to just prop up the the heels of Harris's of the world, who again, it's not negative to say this. It's the facts. Who was sleeping with people on her way to the top? Candace Owens legitimately earned her place, her education, uh, and where she is in today's world. So that's somebody you should be striving to look up to and have respect for.
1: Yeah, instead of sleeping with powerful politicians to rise the, the ladder to rise up the ladder, she's actually a mother and a wife who's loyal to her husband who has a family. She is not of the ilk of Kamala Harris. And when Candace Owens talks. You're compelled to sit up and pay attention rather than listen to some word soup that some imbecile with a single-digit IQ spews about artificial intelligence, as Harris tried to do the other day.
7: Uh, she she is painful, I will say that. There's Between her and Creepy Joe, it's uh, – uh, my two-year-old has a better understanding of what's going on.
1: I'm guaranteeing uh, you the two-year-old, as I said earlier, a third grader could explain AI better than Harris did, because at some point the, three, the th- three-year-old the three or the third grader would throw their arms up and just say, I don't know. But she's too arrogant to say she doesn't know.
7: <laughs> hey, uh, last thing. If, uh, and I, I, I know you don't ever condone violence, of course, nor, nor should you. But tell me, and I apologize, I joined a little late if you already spoke about this, but the video that I guess they showed of uh, the, the parliament up there in Canada where those guys got in a little shoving match and some guys were throwing water bottles. Uh, do you think it's time for our government to just say to hell with it? You know, five minutes, our side versus your side. Let's throw down.
1: Yeah, let's have a <laughs> let's have a cage match. You you put you put your tag team. You put your best four up. We'll put our best four up. We'll see how that. We'll see. And by the way, one of our best four is going to be Trump. Yeah, Trump, <laughs> Trump is the kind of guy in a street fight. He won't stop till you're dead.
7: Yeah. Well it, uh, it, it was comical I thought that if you hadn't had a chance to look at that take a peek because uh, even the Prime Minister of Canada was involved in throwing water bottles during Parliament it was fantastic.
1: I didn't see the so, video I didn't see the video but I am going to see it now that you've turned me on to it.
7: it was it was pretty great. Kevin have a wonderful weekend uh, looking forward to the show today.
1: Same to you Ryan enjoy the golf match. I hope you enjoy it and I hope Monster Energy Drink helps you shoot a great round. You're a good man, boss. See you. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Yeah, um, if there, I, I didn't see the, the, the fisticuffs in the Canadian Parliament, but if, if Trudeau was involved, I guarantee you he was only involved, he's the kind of guy that would throw something at you, and then when you turn around, he takes off running. That's what Trudeau is. Could you imagine if you and he were in a fight together, you know he doesn't have your back. You know it from the start. You're going in there with one arm tied behind your back. You know, I really get a kick out of it when one of these imams tells the truth about governments like the French government under Macron. They had those riots last week, and Imam Tahiti came out and told you, hey, we all know whose fault this is.
6: Macron, the president of France, recently said the Islamic world is in a crisis. I say, no, you are in a crisis. You went to the Muslim countries and you imported the garbage that the Muslim countries wanted to put in prison or isolate away from society. You went and you imported them. Why? For cheap labor. But these Islamist extremists, they don't want to work. They want free welfare. They want to marry French women, blonde hair, blue eyes. They don't have time to work. So look at Poland, they don't complain from uh, Islamic extremism, not a single terrorist attack in Poland. The moment they sense there's a problem, they crack down on it. Polish policy, beautiful. The French, no, come. When they come, they use the resources. They go to uh, Washington, D.C., and they sit in Congress. They support the Iranian regime. They go against the sanctions in Congress, right, with their hijab. Why? Because the ideology is filth to begin with. When you import that, or you allow it in, or you amplify it, or you glorify it in any way, you make your bed, sleep in it. So that is also a problem of the West. The question is, did the extremists become stronger or the West become weaker?
1: I say it's both. I never thought I'd say this to an imam. Carpe Imam Tahiti. Can you be more eloquent in indicting the United States and the West than that was? You import our filth. What is Biden doing? Trump said it best. They're not sending doctors and lawyers. They're not sending their best across the border, the southern border. They're sending the derelicts, the murderers, the rapists, the losers, and why does Biden want him in here? You heard the imam tell it. To vote for him. They don't want to work. They're not going to come in here to work. Well, they'll provide cheap labor. Even if they did that, they'll stop working. They want handouts. And Biden's only too quick to give them to him. Can you imagine people going into another country where they have supposedly free elections and they've come into the country illegally and you let them vote? That doesn't happen anywhere except the United States. Because we don't have free and fair elections. One of these clown liberals thought he was beloved in New Jersey, their governor Phil Murphy. So he shows up at a concert where Brian Kirk of the Brian Kirk of the Jerks or whatever the name of this stupid ass group is, after Murphy was booed unmercifully brian kirk decided he had to defend him
0: hey 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 what did i tell you guys hey listen to me listen to me he didn't want to hear that he's a buddy of mine this is not about politics he's a friend of mine do not do that please of respect to my friend
1: got louder when he told him not to do it. How about that liberal? Hey, don't do this. It's not about politics. If it's not about politics, why is he there being introduced? Did you introduce other friends of yours? People that you grew up with maybe? Did you call them up to the stage? No, you only called the politician up because you thought he was popular and you thought that would help you look good. So it was all about politics except it backfired on your ass because people can't stand him. People in New Jersey, you thought that was pretty safe. It didn't turn out so safe, did it? Don't do this to him. Unbelievable! These people. Who do they think they are? I loved those people booing even louder. That was even that. That was the best when they booed louder. <laughs> that band may be finished. If they ever started, Tim Ballard is all the rage these days. After the movie Sound of Freedom has been a blockbuster success, the real Tim Ballard was talking about a pedophile doctrine that he learned about from this group in Holland. See if it applies to the United States.
5: I call it the pedophile network doctrines. Okay, yeah. it's what, like they include things like separate children from parents because parents are a bad influence. The state knows best sexualize kids let them see pornography two oh, three take god out of education because that just gets in the way. and kids consent 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 children can consent to anything at 12 years old they should be able to vote they should be able to do anything now wh- what am i saying here i'm i'm my stomach is getting sick as i'm reading this i read this every day it's the woke left agenda i'm not saying that they're colluding or talking it doesn't matter it's the same dark source and they are ped- pedophiles are sitting back right now going, we've been pushing this agenda for decades. And now we don't have to push anymore because the left is taking care of it for us in America. In America. And, and and this whole trans voice on children. You know, again, I'm libertarian. Adults, do what you want. I'll fight for your right to do whatever you want. Okay? In terms of adults. I'm talking about children. Yeah. And And what they're saying is children can consent to having their bodies filled with a chemical that will destroy the reproductive system. They can consent to ripping apart their genitalia. Like, this is insanity.
1: Tim Ballard, it's beyond insanity, but you certainly articulated it perfectly. That's the position of the left. It's the pedophile Holland doctrine. And every one of those points is checked off by the liberals in the United States today, in America, as he said. This is where it's happening. And we're leading the way. We lead the way in pedophilia. Isn't that beautiful? We lead the way in human trafficking. What a great claim to have for your country. We also lead the way in corrupt prosecutors. Alvin Bragg, one of the most corrupt prosecutors in history in New York, who charged Daniel Penny in the subway case where Daniel Penny was protecting himself and others around him by putting a hold on some lunatic, and the lunatic, of course, ends up dying tough. That's what I say. One less lunatic to worry about. But Alvin Bragg now, the complete fraud and hypocrite that he is, actually has the nerve to say that he worries when his family gets on the subway.
2: I know the statistics that transit crime is down, but when one of my family members gets on the train, I too get a knot in my stomach.
1: (laughs) Well, you wouldn't if Daniel Penny was on the train. I promise you that. You'd have nothing to worry about. And, of course, he he said only when his family gets on the train, because he doesn't get on the train. He has armed guards surrounding him. The hypocrisy continues. Let's take a break. When we come back here in the Monster Energy Drink, Window World, stl-cars.com, King's Court, will take your call, 636-348-4460, right after this.
0: Of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, oh, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, New Mm -hmm. York to
1: Welcome to back in. Kevin Slayton with you on this Friday morning. Our phone lines are open. 636-348-4460. 348-4460. You can jump right in if you'd like. Uh, It is a Friday, so we're certainly in a good mood. We're always in a good mood on a Friday, despite the fact that, as I mentioned when Ryan called, that I overslept this morning. I'm going to be like a liberal. I'm going to blame the alarm clock, not me. It's the alarm clock's fault. Now, the other night, night before last, we had a power outage that lasted for about five minutes. When it came back on, I reset the clocks. I thought I set my alarm clock for a.m. versus p.m., but apparently I didn't. I'm sure it will go off at 3.45 p.m. today <laughs> instead of 3.45 a.m. But when you're doing a show and you have to be up at a certain time and you get up and all of a sudden you notice that, oopsie-doopsie, uh, it's six ten and I have a show at seven. Thank God I put a lot of it together last night. That's all I can say. Good morning, Kevin. How are you this morning?
4: Kevin, this is
1: Rick. How oh, I'm doing? sorry, Rick. How are you this morning, Rick?
4: All right. Hey, I just wanted to let you know a good friend of both of ours, Jesse. The the ex Marine who's a, who's a deputy now. Yes, sir. I know you heard about the the, the Poor old man that died in the fire yesterday in St. Clair County.
1: I did, yes.
4: Jesse Jesse was the officer that arrived on scene first and went running the house. It was actually like a like a mobile home or a modular home. Flames and smoke were coming out of the house and active fire. Jesse went into that house and and tried. He drugged that poor man out of, and started CPR on him. Jesse ended up getting smoke inhalation, had to go to the hospital too, but uh, Jesse's the officer that pulled that guy out of that fire. Even though he didn't make it, he tried.
1: Is Jesse okay?
4: Yeah, I just texted him before I called the show, and he said that he he had some dizziness, had some problems breathing yesterday, and they gave him oxygen and a shot for something. But he he, he got released last night, and he's doing good.
1: So once again, a good police officer doing his job that other people wouldn't do, risking his life, and no one's going to give him credit for it. I'm glad you called and identified him.
4: Yeah, and I wanted you to know, and and as you well know, he's also an ex-Marine and served this country. And Jesse knows more about the history of this United States and the Constitution than probably any of us even thought about other than you you being an attorney. The guy's just a phenomenal officer, a person, human being, and put his own life. Uh, I, I can't even talk about him, man. I no, so just wanted to let you know,
1: Kevin. I, I'm really glad you did. I'm glad you let our listeners know. <clears throat> All of us will be praying for Jesse's full recovery, and we pray that we have more officers like him who are willing to, on the spot, make a decision like that to throw their life behind them and go try to save someone else. It's It's an amazing yep. phenomenon that nobody knows they could probably do until they're put in that position, and he didn't even think about it, obviously, Boom, his training kicked in. In he went to save someone. He didn't know who he was saving. guy could have been a child rapist. He didn't know, but he went in to try to save him because that's his job.
4: Exactly, exactly. All right, Kevin, keep up the great work. and just wanted to keep you informed of the facts because you won't ever see any
1: of that stuff on the news. No, you won't. You never will. Thank you, Sheriff. We appreciate it. All right, take care. Bye-bye now. Bye. Spectacular story. Jesse is a true American patriot. The kind of people that we need in positions like that. In fact, he should be a chief of some police department so that he can keep a police department under control and, and not have it go rogue on us. That's the kind of guy we need. We, we need leadership. That's what this country screams for today. Leadership at every level, whether it's the police department, whether it's local government, national government, federal government, the judiciary, we need leadership, and we have none. Zero. But we do have a good leadership at Window World. All you have to do is call 314-993-1800, and their leaders will send somebody out to you to give you a free in-home estimate and prove to you that they're simply the best for less. 314-993-1800. That gets it done for you. You'll be getting the preferred window of the Blues, the official window of the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, sir, you'll be getting all of that. I got it. When I called, I got that treatment from them. That's what they give to you. And they do it because... They are the leaders in windows sold in the country, Window World. And we support the locally owned and operated franchise, where they'll give you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. And that's because they use double strength glass. That's not an upsell, it's not an extra. You don't get charged extra for it. It's what they do. Now, you won't find that elsewhere. They're going to upcharge you for it. And that's what Window World does double strength glass in their windows. And by the way, when I got their windows, I don't fear hail anymore. Hail had broken through my windows, but I don't worry about hail anymore because I have Window World windows with a lifetime warranty covering glass breakage. (laughs) That's pretty secure. And at Window World, here's another thing that I found. Because of their windows being double-strength glass, I don't get cold air coming into my house during the winter and my warm furnace air going out. I don't get the opposite in the summer, the hot air coming in and the cool air going out. So my air conditioner doesn't run 24-7. Neither does my furnace in the winter. I don't have to replace them. That's a huge savings. And I found that my utility bills have gone down as a result of Window World Windows. By the way, if you compare the price of theirs to the competition, same windows, same amount of windows, you'll be paying one-third for the Window World Windows what you would pay for the competition, one-third. We have compared it. Our listeners have compared it. You'll find the same thing, but we're trying to save you the time. 314-993-1800. 314-993-1800. That's Window World. Good morning, Matt. How are you today?
2: Oh, I'm well, Mr. Slayton. Good morning. Great show to end a week.
1: Thank you. And Appreciate
2: fantastic. it. And uh, two things that aren't being covered enough, and I know you're only one man that can do so much, is uh, the three top political officials in the Netherlands have stepped down due to their corrupt behavior. And uh, basically, they're trying to take all their farmland away from their farmers. And do this liberal agenda where I guess they're going to feed their population bugs or some stupid crap like that. And the second thing, more importantly, close to home, this moron, this fake president in office, has just enacted Title X, which means he can call up uh, our reserves into uh, active duty. And he's apparently, it's for the safety of the European nation, which doesn't exist.
1: <laughs> so, well, first of all, we're already stretched thin with our number of military. Uh, and we're already woefully unprepared in our military because they're learning about critical race theory and pronouns and LGBTQ bullshit. So instead of worrying about how to attack and how to defend, that's what they're worried about. So as I said at the start of the show, we should all be thanking the Chinese president for not attacking us because if he does, we're finished.
2: Yeah, and I honestly believe in the readings and studies I've done that Chinese are not uh, as capable or strong as – uh, they'd like to uh, portray. They um, they have 11 warships, aircraft carriers, and only two of them are operational. Um, they they are woefully uh, unhealthy uh, financially, and they have trouble feeding their families. Why do you think they're trying to buy all our farmland up here? You they cannot they cannot grow grass over there. They can't feed the animals they have. They just had a huge huge epidemic. Uh, in their chicken supply, the swine, and in their um, hogs, which is, besides rice, is how they feed their uh, their culture, their whole population. And they are woefully, woefully inept at taking care of their, of their uh, population.
1: Well, they won't have to. Um, they'll, they'll just simply take over us. I can promise I, you this. Everything I've read tells me just the opposite about their military, that they're vastly yeah. superior to us. And we would be in deep trouble if a war did break out. And we can only hope that one doesn't because we don't want to find out if that's true or not.
2: No, we don't. You don't want to go into war and to find out who who is superior. That's the whole point of, of being superior. Like uh, Ronald Reagan said, you 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 stay out of war by having that's a right. strong military. You stay out of and, war by
1: uh, being stronger. Exactly.
2: Exactly. So, but this, uh, there's no reason to enact this title 10, well, Congress needs to take this Title Ten away from the president, all presidents. This has been silly to keep enacting uh I I did my military my second military service to Title Ten and was in the National Guard and had to go over to Kosovo. And uh unfortunately that worked out for me uh sort of. But a little humvee later and seven surgeries I'm uh, on with my life. But it is uh it is a despicable t- ability the president has he shouldn't be able to call up our our states national guard our states servicemen uh just at the whim of his service for the nation well, and as you say for.
1: as you say for what if it was right. a national emergency okay but it's not
2: no you petition the governor the governor's never going to tell the president no so it's yeah it, and then it, it hasn't been we haven't needed them since the civil war it's a good thing we do have it but it's for the state, not at at the whim of the president and our national security. And like you said, if our if our national security, if our military was up to par, you wouldn't need these guys to go be everyday soldiers when they're trying to just compensate their lifestyle and their income. It's it's horrific.
1: All right, Matt. Good stuff. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, sir. Yep. Thank you. Have a good weekend.
2: And thank you, you too. For Have service. a great weekend.
1: And thank you for your service too. Yes, and um, my pleasure. Yes, sir. We appreciate it. Yeah, this uh this is just a new trick that Biden's pulling because he knows that the media will be distracted by it. So they'll be talking about that. Every time Biden has a co- a moment of corruption exposed in his life and this is the latest is the secret service claiming we don't have a suspect, let's immediately shift gears. They can criticize me all they want, but I'm going to call up these National Guard people and invoke Title 10 and that'll get the focus off of the White House cocaine caper. And that's exactly what they're doing. They do it every time. It's right in their playbook, folks. Pay attention. Pay attention. It's right there. It can't get any more blatant. Good morning, Kevin. How are you?
10: <clears throat> I'm good, Kevin. How are you? almost had a frog in my throat there. That's all right. I've only
1: got, <laughs> I've only got a couple of minutes, so we got to go fairly quickly.
10: I'll make it as quick as I can. First off to Matt, thank you for your service, Matt. Um, he, he, he mentioned, <laughs> pardon me, this Title Ten. Um and Biden calling up these troops over to Europe while we have China on the verge of surrounding Taiwan. So let's divert any extra troops towards Europe and not towards Taiwan. Again, doesn't make a bit of sense to me. Um, and I do worry that uh, our military is is, you know, not in the right position that they need to be in. Uh, but with that said, I, I had a meeting first thing this morning uh, with some members of my church, and we were talking about men stepping up and doing the right thing. I think it's time for men and women in this country to step up and start doing the right thing because I am totally tired of hearing every politician's lips move, saying things, and they do nothing. And that includes all the Republicans all this week that did nothing but lip service in these meetings with Christopher Ray and everybody else, it is time for something to be done and we don't need to wait for an election to do it.
1: Carpe diem to you and every man who steps forward. We need to step up. As I've said, I preach this and I'm I'm preaching it. When I say it, everybody can do something. May, may seem small, but it, it, it would be big because if everybody does small things, the, the journey of a million miles begins with one step, right? So everybody does their small part, whatever it is that they can do, whether it's uh, volunteer at elections to make sure they're safe and secure or anything else, run for office and you're, run for a local school board, whatever. There's something everybody can do. So if everybody does a little bit, we start reversing this course. We've got to reverse the culture. And the parents have taken the lead on that. The parents of school-age children have taken the lead on reversing the culture. And thank God for them.
10: Yeah, we, we, we just have to start saying the word no to people, look them right in the eye and say, no, we're not going to take it. We're not going to tolerate it. We're not going to kowtow to you. Bye. Done. We have to do that. I mean, look at simply at the ESPYs the other night. Who did they honor as some sports persons of the year? Did you even – did you see that? Why would I see that? I I, and I know. What, I, I what know, are you doing wasting
1: load. your time involving yourself I know, Kevin, in that?
10: I Kevin, I asked a loaded question there. I know that. But they honored the women's soccer team for stepping up about their pay scale and everything instead of really putting a true sports hero up there like they did in the past with Pat Tillman.
1: Well – all I can tell you about the women's soccer team is they don't deserve equal pay because they don't bring in the same amount of revenue. It's that simple. Exactly. It's the same in every business known to mankind. If you don't bring in the revenue, you don't get paid the same as the people that do. Simple. Very simple. Yep.
10: And I'll wrap it up with this. Pass it to your people on here, and I hope people listening on your podcast will pass it on too. It, it's really simple. You just start saying no. You start not patronizing things that you want to see change and change will happen when that happens, but everybody has to start doing it. I think we're seeing the a beginning of some of that with what's happened with Bud Light and target and things like that, but it has to sustain itself to be successful to turn this country around. I, I prayer- saw
1: something yesterday and I assume it's true, although I haven't been able have to have take the time to, to verify it, but I think it is true based on the source that Costco has stopped selling Bud Light in their stores. They've pulled it all from their shelves.
10: That is one hundred percent correct. They call it the uh, the kiss of death. But when they put a star on the item and they reduce the price to end in ninety seven cents, that means it's being discontinued. And they did that with Bud Light. You are correct.
1: <laughs> that that is Americans speak. This is so, folks. That is the testament as to how strong your voice is when you use it. When people mm-hmm. stand up and say, as you just said, when people stand up and say, no, we're not going to take it anymore. If enough people do it. That's what you're going to get, and that's what people did. And but let Bud Light be the shining example going forward as to how much power we the people actually possess. Great yeah, stuff, and Kevin.
10: Yeah, and I plagiarize Nike on one thing as I end here. Instead of just do it, we just need T-shirts now that say just say no.
1: Well, then we would plagiarize Nancy Reagan.
10: Yeah, there you go, too. <laughs> hey, God bless you, Kevin. Have a great weekend. All Enjoy right. your time with your family, and I look forward to hearing you next week. All Take right, care, thanks, care. Kevin.
1: We appreciate it. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye-bye now. And you can look forward to hearing us at noon on our sports show right here on com and the Monster Energy Drink King's Court. Well, we're done here for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating. We're back fighting a good fight for you again on Monday morning right here at 7 o'clock. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. <laughs>